The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Wednesday, September 9th edition. We've got another nine-game slate on tap. It's just the popular number these days. Nine games, day in, day out. Could be all the day games, doubleheaders, all the fun stuff that 2020 has to offer for this MLB season. Another wild night. The Chalky Dodgers made things really interesting last night for a lot of people, but overall, great stuff. Sixto Sanchez continues to deal. DraftKings continues to underprice these young arms like they did again tonight, which we will discuss here shortly. But the, the Giants are hitting. We were all over the Tigers. We are all over the Orioles. We are all over the Marlins. We'll be back on some of those teams again tonight. So uh, it'll be another good one here. we got some good pitching to break down. And I hope everybody uh, is ready to rock and roll again on Wednesday. Let's look at the totals on this nine-game slate. And some totals still not, are not out yet. Uh, there's interesting pitching decisions being made. There's um, a couple six Eastern games that obviously you can't play on DraftKings because DraftKings stinks like that. But seven Eastern on we have Marlins Braves, total of nine. Angels Rangers, nine and a half. Rockies Padres, nine. Talk about those uh, Padres going to pound town last night. Uh, you got Reds Cubs waiting on that one because any game in Wrigley, you'll wait on weather. Astros A's, nine. Diamondbacks Dodgers, nine. And there's a few other ones we're waiting for just based on matchups and pitching changes and all that. Like Mariners, Giants, looks like a Marge Vicious versus Anderson. So we're waiting there. Astros A's. Luis Garcia looks to be making the start for the Astros instead of versus Jesus Lazardo. Um, I think those are the only ones where really oh um Orioles Mets. You have Jorge Lopez getting the start for Baltimore. Pittsburgh White Sox looks like Dunning versus Brubaker. So there's at least four games that it looks like we don't have totals for just yet early on a Wednesday, but uh, most of those games will result in some nice offense. So just stack that up to to moral victories for us DFS players out there. But let's get at it. We have three pitchers over 10K tonight. We have Hugh Darvish, 11-5, one of the best, if not the best pitchers in all the baseball right now. Like we talk about Shane Bieber's price tag time after time. Well, Hugh Darvish actually has a better ERA, not quite as many strikeouts, but pretty darn close. And he's been electric, you know, 39, 28, 33, 24, 37, 22, 29. Been great since that first start of the season. Absolutely filthy. Facing the Cincinnati Reds tonight, who he dominated two starts ago to a tune of Six innings, seven hits, no earned, eight Ks. He has uh, seven or more Ks in five straight starts. He has seven or more in six of his last seven. 
He's been dominant, absolutely dominant. Throwing at least 100 pitches in three straight starts. I really don't need to go on too long about what U Darvish is. It's more, can you afford U Darvish, which you can tonight, especially in cash. He's facing a Reds team that strikes out 24.4% of the time versus right. He's a 211 average, 192 ISO, 314 Wobus. Nothing too fancy there. Strikeouts will be there for Darvish. Uh, you'll have to just keep an eye on Wrigley weather as usual. It can be really interesting. It was cold and damp and windy as heck yesterday. And we saw like a three to nothing ball game, which is what you expected Wrigley when the weather's like that. Uh, looking at first glance at your Wrigley weather tonight, there's like five to 10% chance of the rain. So nothing crazy. Going to be another like low 60s night, wind blowing in from left field at 12 miles an hour. If the rain stays away, you Darvish is a phenomenal play. Like this is a, a great play at 11 5, especially in cash games. Make it work with value. And GPPs, he still brings tremendous upside, like 30 plus to 40 point upside. In this matchup, so Darvish is a great play at 11-5. Trevor Bauer at 10-9 in that same matchup is quite interesting. Bauer's, you know, the spin rate's through the roof this year, 205 ERA. He's been great, so he's a good pivot, $600 cheaper if you want, but the ceiling hasn't been there. 20, 12, 16 points his last three starts after just dominating 36-plus every start prior to that. He just faced the Cubs, five and a third, four hits, three earned. Gave up two long balls, struck out five. The Caves have been there all year for, for Bauer, but um, the consistency over the last few starts – not so much four runs, three runs, four runs in his last three starts is something to keep an eye on. Maybe give you a slight level for concern. Now the weather is going to help him a ton. So at 10-9, he's in play. Darvish Bauer, it's a game where I really don't want to use any bats on a nine-game slate. You know, there's so many other places to go. We don't have to get too cute. If you're multi-entering, sure, knock yourself out. But between the weather, two aces on the bump is a great game to watch as a baseball fan or use some pitching in DFS. Not so much play the bats in this one. Now, if you want to pivot off those two in a great pitching environment, you go down to Arizona where the roof will be open. It will be warm. It will be Diamondbacks time. But you got Clayton Kershaw on the bump at 10-5, who has been an electric factory this season. Just been very, very good. Look at Kershaw of old, dominating his last time out. He's got at least six innings in four straight starts. He has at least uh, 23 points in four straight, 28 or more in three of four. He has six or more Ks in three of four. He's starting to really get it going. He was uh, fun to watch his last time out. He was, he, he was locating his fastball, hanging around in the um, you know, 91, 92, 93 range, which is he was peppering 92 more often than not, which is big for Kershaw to get back that velocity because it makes those off-speed pitches even more dangerous. Arizona strikes out 21.4% of the time versus lefties. It's not the biggest strikeout rate, but only a 215 batting average and a 100 ISO. It's like zero power versus left-handed pitching. So you didn't really need me to break it down a ton for you for any of these guys, but uh, all three are phenomenal plays this evening. I think Kershaw's a nice value at 10-5. I'd try to pay up to Darvish at 11-5 if I can, but if you can't, uh, Kershaw, Bauer, very good. I go Darvish, Kershaw, Bauer in that order. That's me personally, but I want Darvish. I'm going to keep running that train. He might have a hiccup here or there. So be it. He's so dominant right now, mixing up like eight or nine different pitches, it feels like. He's really, really good at 11-5 in this matchup. And the weather doesn't suck. So I'm going to just say Darvish 11.5 will ride that train. I tweeted about it last night. Somehow Tommy Malone's $9,200. If you play Tommy Malone, uh, message me. I'll give you the gambler's hotline. Like, go uh, get some help. Because I don't care if he, if he pitches well tonight. $9,200 should never be a price that you ever pay for Tommy Malone. That's just bad game theory right there. Uh, Zach Davies 87, on the other hand, is a little more entertaining. Especially in cash games where his just floor has been great. His last three starts have been tremendous, basically 25 or more points in three straight starts at Oakland, at Colorado, five and two-thirds, five hits, four runs, zero earned with six Ks. And then against Houston, he put great against Texas. 
He has 18 or more points in uh, six straight starts. He has 18 or more points in seven of his eight starts this season. So the floor has been tremendous. His one bad start was his first Coors start. He has been outstanding this year. He's uh, really up the changeup uh, in his arsenal, which has been great. He has five or more Ks in all but one start this year. That one start, the bad Coors start. So if you take that Coors start out, which I know you can't, he, he's probably got a, a below two ERA this season. And he's probably averaging about 25 DraftKings points per game, which is outstanding. Facing a Rockies team that got to Clevenger, which we talked about being an option. But what we see with, with Davies is a much better arm. Third time seeing Colorado, that's always a bit scary. But striking out over 23% of the time versus righties with a 248 batting average. So a guy like Zach Davies definitely comes into play tonight against the Rockies when people are looking to maybe attack him because people don't believe in Davies, but the, the, the changes he's made have been legit. Um, lefties are or no, that's not it. Lefties are hitting. Do, 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 where are you Rockies? I was I've read you the pirate the Padres information. We don't want the Padres information. We want the Rockies. There they are. Lefties hitting two ninety, righties two ninety nine versus Zach Davies. So he's been very, very strong this year. I got no problem going back to Zach Davies at eighty seven hundred bucks. Phenomenal cash game play. Like if you don't want to pay all the way up to the guys you want bats, you want to start with Davies as a cash game play. He doesn't have the Darvish ceiling, but he definitely has a Darvish floor. So I think Davies is a strong play at $8,700. A few others I take a look at. I don't mind Pablo Lopez versus the Atlanta Braves. I prefer Pablo Lopez at home. We've mentioned that time and time again. Like at Tampa Bay, 6.8 points. Home against Tampa Bay, 18.2. But he pushed well at Washington against the Mets. I wish he was a little cheaper, but um, at uh, $7,600, I don't mind Lopez as a cheap option against the Braves, a team we just saw Sixto Sanchez wheel and deal with. Um I'm not in love with it like I was with six, though, but I don't mind it as a value at 76. Let's put it that way. Uh, if you want to go cheaper now, there's one man I'm going to. He has my heart. It's Dane Dunning. He's uh, 6,500 bucks. He's volatile. We don't know how deep he's going to go into games. He's got four and two thirds, five, four and a thirds. The one thing I'll say about the four and two thirds is last time out, he's up to 88 pitches. He went from 73, 79, 88. We're seeing the progression that should lead him to 95 to 100 pitches tonight, give or take. Give us five plus innings. Get us the strikeouts. He has four or more Ks and three starts, seven or more in two of three. Those uh, starts where he had seven or more, 14.2, 24.7. He's been very, very effective. He has filthy stuff. It was just his last start. He had no command. He had four walks. And prior to that, one walk at each start. If he's limiting the walks and he's striking guys out, he is going to mow through, mow through the Pittsburgh Pirates. We've talked about the Pittsburgh Pirates time and time again. I didn't like him versus Cease because Cease isn't getting strikeouts, which he did not. But you have Dane Dunning, who does get strikeouts. So we are back on the bandwagon with a team of the Pirates that strike out 25% of the time versus right-handed pitching with a 214 bat average, a 122 ISO, and a 265 Woba. Not a lot of power, lots of swing and miss with this Pirates team versus right-handed pitching. So Dane Dunning, at his wonderful price tag of 6500 bucks is my value for the evening. So again, up top, you got Darvish, Bauer, Kershaw, in the order of Darvish, Kershaw, Bauer is where I'm leaning on this one. A very, very... I usually don't always pay up for pay up for pitching. I try to find cheaper guys, but they're they're really good options. Like <laughs> really good, and Darvish is phenomenal. Uh, Davies eighty seven is a good value uh, compared to those guys up top. Very very strong floor. You can look at Pablo Lopez if you want. Just know it's a little riskier on the road than at home, but he is an option for you for sure. And then my punch is Dane Dunning. So you can go Dunning with Darvish, Dunning with Kershaw, Dunning with Davies, and get bats. You can do a little D and D, whatever works for you. All right, let's go to the bats. On this nine-game slate, catcher's position, Grandal went deep again last night. He's 54. I really don't like paying up for pitching or for catching, but if you need to, Grandal's a solid play. So is Austin Nola. I laughed yesterday. I said, I'm not paying 51 for Nola. He's probably going to go yard. No, he went yard. 
but he's 49. I still don't want to pay 49 for Austin Nola. Like, I'd rather pay. I know Grandall's power is there where Nola's, he's finding it this year, but I haven't seen it consistently. So it's just one of those, if I'm paying up, I want to know it's there. I don't know what's there, but he's playing really well at 4,900. Uh, Will Smith at 44, the day off yesterday. Hopefully he's in the lineup. He'd be a strong play at that price point this evening. Uh, other than that, Chance Cisco, 4,100 is a really good play versus Porcello. Um, Jorge Alfaro had a big night last night. My goodness, I almost plugged him in too, and I just I had a couple extra dollars. I should have played him. 3,700 bucks tonight. He two for four, went deep, even stole a bag. Um, he had 24 points. It's been an up and down year. He only had a buck 80. That was his first home run of the season last night. But uh, I just had a hunch about him. He's in a really strong spot against Malone tonight. I'm not saying go back to him like just because he had a big night last night, but it's a good spot is what we're looking at. He was batting ninth last night, good part of a wraparound if you're going to see Dick and Marte and those guys. So Alfaro's interesting at 37 for some savings. Joey Bart at 35. I like it against Marge Vicious. He had five more points last night. He's hitting 324 over his last 10 games, averaging 6.2 per game. So 3,500 for Bart's a pretty good price tag, actually. First Marge Vicious, the lefty for the Mariners. This Giants offense is very, very strong. They're in a very, very good spot again tonight. And when you look at the Marge Vicious, lefty's hitting 424, righty's 329 versus him this season. So a guy like Joey Bart at 35 is definitely in play for you. Uh, when looking at the values on this slate, you could go to Trevino if he's in the middle of the Texas order versus Tehran. Uh, Stallings, if you're not using Dunning at 3K, is okay. I'd rather go to Trevino at 31 because I do believe in Stalling, I mean, in, uh, Dunning, but we shall see. And then just values, you kind of see what comes out in the lineups. You got your, your your usual suspects here and there that'll pop out, but for the most part, it's like Tucker Barnhart. Do you want to use him tonight? Probably not, like we usually do. Caratini versus Bowers, 22, but I don't really feel – Great about like Barnhart's 21 if you need to punt. So there'll be a few guys down here. Maybe Stevenson gets to start for Cincinnati at 2K, but it's first Darvish. So it's like I just want to try to get Joey Bart, I think. I think that's where I want to go on cash tonight. Maybe pay up at uh, in GPPs to get a little different at the catcher's position. First base, Bellinger is up to 6200 bucks. He was even stealing bags last night. He was a pest. He had two steals on the evening. Uh, one for four, two steals, two walks, pain him a butt. Bellinger at 62. I just can't. His hitting is just not consistent. If he's going to walk and steal, go get him. I do like some Freddie Freeman at 56 for Pablo Lopez. If you're not using Pablo, we know you can get to Pablo with lefties. Freeman at home, really strong spot there. Jose Abreu at 55, strong as well if you're paying up at the first base position. I don't think you need to tonight. You can go in a GPP to Matt Olson, who went deep yesterday. It's home run or bust for Olson, but a really good matchup versus Garcia at 4,800. Um, Renato Nunez at 46 versus Porcello. We're definitely attacking Porcello with the Orioles tonight. I usually prefer lefties, but this season lefties 333, righties 341 versus Porcello. So Nunez will make your, your lineup a little different if you go that direction. So keep that in mind. Um, he's an interesting play. I, I, I love Nunez. I prefer him versus lefties, but in this matchup versus Porcello. The thing with Porcello is I was, I was breaking him down this morning. He hasn't given up a homer to a lefty all year. They're hitting him for a really good average, just not hitting him for power. I think that's due to change. It's Rick frickin' Porcello for crying out loud. But he's done a decent enough job of limiting damage this year. I'm still going to attack him with the Orioles, but I'm kind of trying to pick my spots and maybe go more value. So 46 for Nunez, I might save money. Like we'll talk about DJ Stewart later and a few other guys to uh, to save some cash with. Going down a little farther, like Dom Smith versus Jorge Lopez at 42 is a very strong play. Jorge Lopez, not good. That's why this Mets-Orioles game is a very strong game stack situation. The Mets have a much fe- more favorable matchup just because I, I just mentioned Porcello somehow limits the damage. But against Lopez, lefty's hitting 394, righty's 308. A guy like uh, 
like Dom Smith at 42 is a very, very strong look um, for some savings, especially at first base. He's also outfield eligible. Wilmer Flores, the 4,100 first base, second base. We love Wilmer Flores versus lefties. I love the narrative that people say, oh, he can't hit lefties, blah, blah, blah. Okay, his overall numbers haven't been great, but we know his best games usually are versus lefties. Now, this season, he's hitting everybody. So just take that. The Giants are hitting like It's 2020. The Giants have an offense and no pitching. It's the opposite of everything they've done for the last decade plus. So it's 2020. Just, just notch it up there. But Flores, 4,100, really good play, especially in cash, first base, second base. Ty France, good GPP play against Anderson. We have France coming over from San Diego in that recent trade with the Padres. A very strong bat. The more he gets exposure, people are going to realize how good of a talent he is. 4K is a good GPP play with Ty France, first base, third base eligible. Mitch Moreland is only 3,800 versus Sensatella. 10 points last night, uh, hit a, a you know, couple knocks, a double. Should be hit in the middle of that Padres order versus uh, Sensatella. That's a good value. Cash viable as well. And then after that, Jesus Aguilar at 36, very strong play versus Tommy Malone. Garrett Cooper at 35, strong as well. Cooper went deep last night. I think both have strong, strong plays there. I love both of them versus lefties. I like both of them, period. I said it yesterday. show. I hate the fact they're both first base. So you got to pick and choose. I go Cooper over Aguilar. I always go Cooper over Aguilar. That's just my like personal bias. I'm a huge Garrett Cooper fan. I wrote about him this preseason. A lot to love about him, but Aguilar is no joke either. They're both playing phenomenal right now. Like Aguilar's kind of been a little more consistently getting like a good cash floor where Cooper's got that ceiling, like if you want it. So if you want to differentiate that way, you can have a Cooper at 35, Aguilar at 36, both good looks for you. Brandon Belt, folks, he's 3,400 bucks tonight. Just one of the best hitters in baseball right now. Get that 10 more points for you last night. Just keeps getting it done. It is a lefty lefty. I don't care. I really don't care. Like, let's just take a, a quick trip down uh, Brandon Belt lane here for a minute. And we're just going to look at uh, his splits versus righties and lefties for you. On the season, when Belt is facing left-handed pitching, he's hitting a buck 33. So not good. He's never hit them great in his career. He's been a low 200s guy. About, about four or five years ago, he's hitting the 260s. But this year, it's been a slow go for him. He's had 19 plate appearances. So take that with a grain of salt. The thing is, the average isn't great, but a 267 ISO is pretty, pretty good. So he's hitting the ball. Hard when he has him. He has a 55.6% hard hit rate, the best of his career versus left-handed pitching. He's taking him deep. This is Nick Marjavicius, who has reverse splits. He's got lefties hitting over 400 against him this season. Belt at 34 is a GPP play tonight. He's not as cash lovable. I'd rather go Cooper or Aguilar if you're punting in cash. We mentioned some guys above, like Dom Smith. Moreland are also cash viable. Belt's a very good GPP value at 34. If you want to pay it for pitching, no problem going Brandon Belt. So that's a good look there. There will be other guys as you uh, see lineups come out, but uh, first base really deep tonight, really, really deep, especially if you need some savings. There's obviously the big dogs up top, but there's some savings to be had at the first base position. Uh, second base, you move on to uh, Tommy Listella leading off for the A's, second base, third base at 4,600. It's been pretty quiet since Tommy came over from the Halos in their recent trade, but uh, an interesting match at first Garcia if you're looking for some low ownership. Uh, Robbie Cano at 44 versus Lopez is very strong. I like that quite a bit. Uh, Donovan Solano at only 43 versus Marjavich. Like, you can put Flores at first, Solano at second. Solano had 20 more points last night, three more hits last night. That's all the dude does is hit. He just hits, 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 4,300 bucks. He's usually more cash viable than GPP for me, but uh, he does have, like, obviously a 20-point ceiling. We saw it. So 4,300 for Solano, Flores at 41. Mentioned both of them. Ray Cronenworth wasn't in the lineup last night. That was an utter disappointment. But he's 4K tonight versus Sensatella, hopefully getting his way back there. I was holding Gavin Lux out for tonight. 
not last night. I kind of wanted to lay off of Gavin Lux, but he only doubled Dong last night for 41 DraftKings points. So he's going to be very popular tonight and a really good matchup for his Clark at 4K. So that's kind of a bummer that uh, he's going to be there. But in cash, I don't hate him. He still has tremendous upside if you want to go back to to Lux tonight in his matchup versus Clark. We're lefties right at 335, righties 346. So feel free to, to jump back on that bandwagon. When you get cheaper at the position, though, it's not the most ideal. Like Nick Solek at 36, sure. Uh, the value, though, there's two value plays here. They're both second base outfit eligible, so you can play them both. But in cash, I would play them both tonight. I play one at second, one in the outfield tonight. These are very strong cash plays. This is how you get up to Darvish and some other pitchers tonight. You play like the Garrett Cooper or Aguilar at first. You play Dylan Moore, who's second base outfit eligible, at the Giants. And since Moore's come back from the I.L., he's crushing them all seven or more points uh, in each game since returning from the I.L. He's got three stolen bases. He's filling the stat sheets. He's 3500 bucks hitting lefties very well on Tyler Anderson. The other guy, I've been preaching him to you guys for a couple weeks now. I noticed he's, you know, he had a couple of games there where he's hitting doubles, starting to hit the ball a little harder, looking a little bit like the Jeff McNeil of old. Well, now the dude's just straight crushing it in 410 over his last 10 games, averaging 12 points over his last 10. Went deep last night. He's homered in three straight games. He has double digits in four straight, five of six, and eight of nine. He has nine or more points in not, uh, uh, eight. <laughs> da, da, da. He has nine or more points in eight of his last nine games. That is very cash viable, folks. He's now hitting over 306. When we started talking about him, he's hitting mid 200s or below. So Jeff McNeil at 35, hitting. he's moving up higher in the order now against uh, Mr. Lopez here, second base out of Moore. McNeil, phenomenal cash game plays, good pieces of stacks as well in their matchups tonight. Super values that I'm kind of still surprised for that low, and I really wouldn't go much lower tonight. There's, there's guys down there if you need them. But I wouldn't go lower than Moore or McNeil. Those are the dudes you want at the position this evening. Third base, you got Manny Machado just continues to rake. Like I paid up for him last night, 21 more points. The dude is having a heck of a season, 5600 bucks for Machado. Big, big back on that one. You could go Moncada at 51. That's interesting versus Brubaker. Moncada's just been struggling. He admitted COVID got him good. He's having trouble staying energized and feeling good. So it's, just, it's tough to pay for him right now. No, and he's going to have his games here and there, but – you just don't know how he's feeling each day. And we never do. When the grind of baseball takes place, guys are hurt. That just happens. That's the wear and tear of the game. But uh, when he flat out tells you out the gate, it's really taking its toll on him. A little concerning. Like, you almost want to tell the guy to, you know, sit, sit a little while out here. But they're they're making a playoff push. And if he can keep suiting up and wants to play, they're not going to tell him no. So you got Machado if you're paying up. Otherwise, you know, Bregman's back. You got Listella. Those are okay. Don't hate him. But, like, Ryo Ruiz – Sneaky GPP play for Baltimore at 42. Uh, he could be there for you. I mentioned Ty France earlier at 4K. Um, Brian Anderson at 3,600. Another nice value for the Marlins. 17 more points last night. Another great spot against Tommy Malone tonight. Super value. So, again, another mid-3K guy, guys. You got Bart, Cooper, McNeil or Moore, Brian Anderson. All in the mid-3Ks. If you're paying attention at home, you're building a cash lineup right here that allow you to pay up for pitching. If you don't want to play D- D- uh, Dane Dunning, and I totally get it. I mentioned Cabrian Hayes last night at 2900 bucks. Yeah, he had 14 more points for you. He has five or more in four straight games. He has five or more in five of six. He has a double digits in three of six. He's 2500 versus Dane Dunning. So that's an interesting punt if you want to go there at 25. GPP only with Mr. Cabrian Hayes. Shortstop position, you got Fernando Tatis Jr. in a phenomenal spot. Same with Tim Anderson. Can't argue any of those. You got Seager. I like to play Seager in cash every time, especially in this matchup versus Clark. So he'd be my cash game play up here, but all three are great plays. If you want to stack them up, if you want to one-off them, 
whatever scratches your itch. Like, really, they're all phenomenal plays in their matchups tonight. I just prefer Seager and Cash. A couple hundred bucks cheaper than Tatis. More consistent floor. Well, those guys, other guys have much higher ceilings. So, cash-wise, Seager, GPP, probably going Anderson and Tatis, depending on what you're stacking, preferably. But you can one-off if you choose. Otherwise, I'm going to save some cash and slide on down to at least the mid-fours. Jose Iglesias hitting in the middle of the Baltimore order, Orioles order at 44 is appealing in his situation. Carlos Correa at 41 GPP only, but there is upside. Miguel Rojas possibly leading off for the fish at 39, another Miami Marlin. Like they're just too cheap against bad Tommy Malone. That, Tommy Malone, if you go sh- shut out tonight, I'll tip my cap and still fade you next time. That's just the way it's going to go because it's baseball, folks. Uh, farther down at the 3K range, you got uh, IKF versus Teheran at 34. If you need to save, Med Rosario's at 32. I don't hate Nellis Anders punt at 31. He missed a lot of time. He's getting back homeward last night. He's, he's not doing it consistently every night, but you're seeing it every other night or so. That he's real close to getting back to Ellis Anders style at 31. So that's an, a, an option for you as well. Otherwise, if you need an Uber punt, Daniel Robinson might be playing for the Giants. He's second base shortstop at 2,200. But I don't think you need to go there tonight. Outfield position is going to be looted. You got Bellinger, you got Betts, Trout. I'd rather go Trout. I'd say 300 bucks on Bellinger. Give me Trout versus Cody in Texas. I'll take that. I, I, I kind of like Acuna Jr. against Pablo Lopez at 57 as well. But at that price point, I'd still take Trout. I, I'd take Trout up top there. That's just the way it's going to go. Then you can slide on down to Starling Marte at 54. He let me down so much last night. So much. Love the matchup. I love it again tonight against Tommy Malone. Some like Go Trout, go Marte. Those are my two dogs up top here. That's where I'll be uh, planting my flag. I don't like Marcelo Zuna, who was the player of the week last week uh, in a GPP. He's a, a good look for you there. Kyle Lewis at the 51 is tough to stomach. That is tough. Especially when you got Lou Bob at 5K, who I'd much rather play than Kyle Lewis. So Kyle Lewis probably double dongs tonight. But uh, Lou Bob at 5K, big fan of that. Conforto at only 48 versus uh, Jorge Lopez is a good look. Uh, a dud last night for uh, Conforto after back-to-back strong games, hitting 340 on the season. He's finally busting out here in this short and 60-game season. So Conforto at 48, jump back on that train, especially if you're stacking the Mets. That's a must-piece of that stack. Um, other than that, though, you're going to slide down quite a bit here. You could go A.J. Pollock. He's actually swinging a pretty sweet stick right now. Uh, not a huge ceiling, but a, a decent floor of late at 44. Prefer versus lefties than righties, but if you're stacking the Dodgers, Pollock can be a unique piece of your stack. Not a must-play. It's just part of a stack. Dom Smith at 42. We love that. Will Myers is going to be popular tonight at 41 after his monster tonight last night. Don't hate it. Don't hate it. He's a, a strong play, a part of a San Diego stack, but 4,100, not so much one-off. Nimmo at 4K, very strong value for him. Going below 4K now, there's a lot of value down here. Austin Slater at 37, potentially leading off for the Giants versus Marge Vicious. Great play if he's leading off. You can look at Robbie Grossman at 36 versus Garcia. Mount Castle at 36. Hor- or, yeah. Jerkson Profar at 3,500. 12 more points last night. As mentioned, he keeps getting it done. He's hitting 378 over his last 10 games. Um, he's really, really playing well. 3,500 bucks. Good value with Jerkson Profar in that situation for Sensatella tonight. You got Ramel Tapia leading off at 35. I'd probably go Profar, but Tapia's not bad. It's just I like Davies a lot. So I respect that. Mentioned Dylan Moore, second base outfield. Mentioned Jeff McNeil, second base outfield. They're both here at 3,500, as you would expect. Even cheaper now. There's, a, like I said, lots of value down here at this position. You could try to go C-Dick versus a lefty at 32, and then assume Malone gets yanked early. There's a righty in there, so see where C-Dick lands in the lineup. He could be nice for you at 3,200. Philip Irvin might be starting for Seattle, not running to play, but 3,000 in a GPP. 
I don't hate it there because he usually plays versus lefties, but he might get yanked also, so keep that in mind. But interesting at 3K. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Okay, but now when you get below 3K, a couple that really stand out if you need to uber punt it. Mauricio Dubon, 2600 bucks when playing center field. He went deep last night for 16 points. He's hitting 314 over his last 10 games. I was talking about him yesterday at 3K. He's 2600 versus the lefty Marge of Vicious. 16-4, his last five, a four and a 14. So he's got double digits in four of his last seven games. Slowly getting it going right now. I love the talent. I preached about him all year on bench with Bubba. Got off to a horrifically slow start. The talent is there. We're starting to see it. Repetition. Young kids need the reps over and over. I've yelled it forever. Other people do as well. It annoys me when they say these kids can't get it done when you play them every fourth day. They need the reps. He's getting it. 2,600 is a very strong value for Dubon. The other guy I like down here, and it's another giant, so no, no, um, not trying to be a homer here, but if you look at what he's been doing lately, especially versus left-handed pitching, you cannot ignore, but Darren Ruff is 2300 bucks. He had a pinch hit homer last night. Over his last 10 games, he's hitting 444 with two home runs. Obviously doesn't play every day, but 14, 12, 5, 16 over his last four games, two homers in four, uh, two of those four games. Really hitting for a decent average, shows the pop, loves hitting lefties. So rough at 23 and a GPP is there as well. All right, pitching recap. Darvish, Bauer, Kershaw, your three guys over 10K. I like Darvish, Kershaw, Bauer in that order. That weather in Ridley looks oh so sexy for pitching. Uh, Zach Davies at 8700 bucks. phenomenal cash game play. Uh, very, very strong floor. I don't even hate him in a GPP just because of pitching, so not great this year, but still a, a great play for Zach Davies at 8700 bucks for the, the Road Rockies. Uh, Pablo Lopez, I don't hate GPP only, though. I prefer him at home, but his talent level is very strong. In Atlanta, they have a lot of power, but if they're not hitting for power, they really struggle. But it's the Braves, and you wouldn't be shocked if they scored a ton. So GPP only with Pablo Lopez. And then Dane Dunning at 65, going back to the well. Give us five strong, Dane. Just don't walk, guys. If it's not walking, guys, we are gold. So no walks. We're good to go there. Good question, Joe King. Uh, Joe King, first off, thanks, Terry Barton. He uh, gave me a shout-out for uh, doing the quick hits every day. I love doing it. This is like year five, I think, so no problem there. Uh, Joe King asked, thoughts on Randy as a, as a, a Razzarena of the Miami or the Tampa Bay Rays. And this is one I was thinking about, but I forgot to mention it because he's not on the DK slate. He's on the FanDuel slate, I believe, if I, I got FanDuel up over here. He's actually not on any of the slates because Tampa Bay's got a day game. So that's why we didn't talk about him. But since you asked, I will pull him up on FanDuel here because he's been playing very well. He's playing very inconsistently through the Rays order because that's what the Rays do. They love to toy with people. But, you know, since he's come up on August 30th, he's played in one, four, six. He's played in eight games, hitting 400, uh, only striking out 17% of the time, but a walk rate of 12.5%, which I like a lot. He's got four home runs. He's, you know, RC Plus, Woba, all that stuff's great. Look at the stat cast metrics, a barrel rate of almost 19%, a hard hit rate of 50%. He's one of those guys you just keep riding them out there while you can. They're going to pick and choose his spots. The bad order, like you look at it here, he's bet eighth, first, ninth, second, eighth, second, second, third. When he's hitting that top part of the order, very much a DFS play. When he's hitting down in the order, a little, little tougher to do unless the value's there. So when we ever get a raise slate back here, I'll bring him up to you. But for now, we'll just uh, we'll focus on tonight's nine-game slate. So if you have any questions, hit me up on Twitter at BDNTrick. I'll be around throughout the day. Also, I have the free Fantasy Sports DJ Slack chat. Just ask. Come join us in there. More green screens waking up to this morning. You can find this uh, podcast on all your podcasting platforms and iTunes, of course. So if you can rate and review on iTunes, 
would help me out quite a bit. Also, you can get this on Periscope daily through my Twitter feed or go to Rotoballer's YouTube channel. This is on rotoballer.com as well. And I do the writing over there. The value plays Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and the free DraftKings plays Tuesdays and Thursdays. If you can give a, um, a like and a share over on the YouTube page, that would be great as well. Yes, John Sarkis, another Cardinals cast off. And the Cardinals just put Carlson back down to the minor leagues to get Martinez back up. Go figure. Cardinals are so good with outfielders. So good with them. That'll make a great 30 for 30 someday. But uh, that'll do it for Wednesday's edition of Quick Hits. I, I, as you can tell, I could talk baseball all day, but we got to go. It's called Quick Hits for a reason. Hope you guys have a great day. Again, hit me up with any questions. I'll be back with you on Thursday. But for now, this was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Wednesday, September 9th edition. I'm out. 